Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? You know what? Uh, I was going to say that, uh, you know, you ask me and you write them and then we have some people call in. Don't you think just once maybe someone that this was closer to could write it? You know, someone named. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Do some shit. <laughs> this is you anyway. You come up with some fucking old Steve's. God damn it. <laughs> Not Dang. bad for on the fly, right? Thank you. Andy had one in the chamber. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. King Ammo. I like this one. Uh, sub Aries, third time emailing the show. Second time, hopefully, getting aired. What's you guys' opinion, honest opinion on comedy versus battles? Damon Wayans said on a radio show that he'd welcome a comedy battle against Dave Chappelle. Just your opinion on the concept and who will win these three verses. Well, before I mention the three verses, let me say, I don't understand how you do a comedy versus. What's the verses? It's a, it's just a battle. It's, it's, how are you battling? I'm assuming it's similar to a roast battle. Like they're roasting each other? Wouldn't that be how you do it? Because isn't that to it, me? That's the only way you would do because it. Because a, a, a hip hop versus is basically your battle. Ro- battle. You're roasting, but you too. can see that though. Yeah. What I'm gonna do if it's not a roast battle, it's what I tell three minutes of jokes, then you tell. No, it has to be. Uh, it has three to. minutes of jokes, and whoever tells the better jokes wins. I I think it's ro- I think it'd be a roast battle. And not every comic is quick to roast. No. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, yeah, because somebody asked me that before, and I'm just like, you and Jay Farrell. Well, see, impressions is different. If somebody goes, somebody goes, yo, you and Jay Farrell should do a comedy versus, because we both do impressions. Yeah, that would so make, that would make yeah, sense to you me. Could, you could have a you, you could have that battle of who does the better battle. impression. Yeah, but a comedy versus, I don't understand unless you are roasting each other. What's a what do you battle? Yeah. It's an individual sport. Yeah, and and. And since comedy is subjective, you might, one person might go, oh, he was funnier than the other one without. Exactly. But the only way you could do it is roasting it. Now, that being said, and listen, I take my hat off to Damon Wayans. I always said I thought of the family. He's the most talented, bar none. Um, but Dave Chappelle versus Damon Wayans would be Mike Tyson in his prime versus a featherweight. They are two different weight classes. Dave versus anybody other than God rest his soul, who he can't be, he, he's not here. Patrice O'Neal, Dave destroyed nobody. Dave's his own weight class. See, I, but I, I, in no. a roast battle, I might disagree with you a little bit. I've never known Dave or Damon to be roasters. But Damon, I think, has that. I could see Damon more than Dave. Has that, 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 that quick, chop you down kind of 
Because that's part of what they did in Living Color, though, too. Yeah, yeah. Where Dave is very thought out, and and it's a, it's a little bit more of a story, a little longer beat. Dave, to me, would be like a musket shot. It take a long load, but when he shoots you, he's going to get you in the dab in the middle of your forehead okay. and knock your shit clean off. And for him to reload, stick, the powder. It's a long process. Throw it out. But that might not work in a roast battle. I hear your point. So that's why I kept saying the other night, Damon, I think Damon right. might have a shot. I'm not saying, like, listen, I, I, I'm not saying this is no disrespect to any other comic, but I've, for my life, Richard Pryor was my fucking right. guy. That's my number one. Right. That's the dude who sits on the top of the throne. He's the king. And Dave is the only one that I say, now I say, Richard, uh, Dave. A1, Dave, A2. It's still, they're, they're sharing that throne now to me. And I know, right. I, I've met a lot of people in recent, in recent time here that aren't huge Dave fans, that don't like Who him. are these people? Listen, some people think it's too uh, opinionated or that he has this, uh, that he tells it's too long without a big punch. I appreciate Dave for what he does with comedy more than I've appreciated any comic for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to make sure that was going. And uh, so for, for me, it's I, I'm not knocking anybody else in comedy. I'm just saying... For this particular skill set, even though I don't put Damon on that same level, I still think that he has a chance in a roast battle. Excuse us, folks. This is the barbecue that's being delivered to me and Andy right now. Hold on a second. Welcome, welcome back, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Every now and then, Andreas and I. Uh, no, no, we can go to. Yeah, she not going to do it. Okay. Every now and then, Andreas and I, we get uh, shit delivered to us, and. Uh, this beautiful black woman uh, made us some barbecue on Thursday and gave us brisket, uh, chicken, and all kinds of goodies. And I snapped my fingers and summoned for some fried catfish today with crawfish mac and cheese. So that was her, and she's delivering us the Kangs. Ah, shit. Uh, so back to the versus conversation. Um, I get brisket. So here's the second matchup. Um, Cat Williams versus Kevin Hart. Again, landslide. Cat. Landslide, man. I, that's I, what I, he does. That's what Cat does and does it brutally. But I will say, let me backtrack a little bit. Yo, Kevin can hold his own. I know. And he's going to say it with his chest out. Yeah, say it with death. <laughs> uh, that's how funny Kevin is, man. I saw, I guess he has some new show on Netflix where he interviews motherfucking celebrities. And he had Don Cheadle on. And Don is talking to him. And Don goes, yeah, man. And, you know, besides that, uh, Kevin, you know, I'm 56. And Kevin goes, damn. And then it's just an awkward silence. And then Don Cheeto has the most hurt look on his face. And he looks at Kevin. And Kevin just with this blankness goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it just, like, Kevin to me, him, Cat, Chris, Tucker, they're like human cartoon characters. If, if, you, if Kevin was a cartoon He'd be a smash on Saturday mornings. That voice, the animation, the height. He's a funny motherfucker, he man. Is, but, okay, but going back to the, that particular battle. Right. Face and face. Just who, just without words, just looking at each other. Who's going to make you laugh first? Cat. Yeah. He does that. Cat, yeah. That's what he does. Right, right, right. So it's hard for me to say that Kevin would win that. I know Kevin. Kevin ain't gonna lose. He's gonna get beat. He, he, he's Kevin's gonna get a few rounds. Yeah, but overall, yeah, dude. I, yeah. Um, and now here's the final one: Aries versus Godfrey. I'm gonna pull myself out of this and give it to you. Well, now, now it goes to what what it is. What are we room. doing? Yeah, because if it's about the voices, I'm gonna tell you there. He has you on a couple voices. You mean impressions? Impressions, right? I mean, I don't even say voices because, I mean, we, we both know you do impressions, but your voice right. is more on point right. than his, except for two. I give him two. I give him early Steve Harvey and early Al Pacino. Young Al Pacino. I still have not heard this. Yeah. His young Al Pacino is, but you have old Al Pacino. He has young Al Pacino. Okay. 
And then when we go to the next part, I don't know. You're both pretty mean. Like, I mean, you both have that edge where you can cut somebody. Right. But you both have it. How about accents? Because he does great accents, too. But so do you. Yeah. Dude, you had that one, um, the one dude from, um, I forgot where in Africa he was from. But you had to believe in you were from Africa. Yes. In Chicago when we were in the, yeah. in the Uber. Right. I was joking with Ivan because he kept going, that's not how we say comedians. I said, nigga, say comedy. Comedy. I said, no, say comedians. He went, comedy. I said, nigga, I didn't say comedy. Comedians. And then he goes, comedians. I said, it's the same shit. And then he started laughing. And he started laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, come on, nigga. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, you two, I, 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 listen, I, I'm, it's, it's, not, it's not anything like uh, towards you. I think that you are, I think voice, I think the skill set, you're going to win. Right. I just think he has this meanness to him where he can be very, where he can raw. cut you deep, real raw, raw cut right. you real deep. And is as raw as you can get, you're not mean. You think he's mean, though? I think he could get mean for that battle. Right. I don't know that you get mean. Shit. Depends on what the, what's on the end, other end of that rainbow. I, yeah, like, I, yeah, how big I, is that I, pot of gold? Yeah, no, no. I, I get that. <laughs> but I just, you know, but that's also because I know you. Right. And, and I really know who you are. Well, you know, you just said it. You know who I really am. Yeah. So you know it ain't really mean. Yeah. But to all the mother motherfuckers that don't know me, yeah. I'm the meanest son of a bitch in the world. But see, that's why I can't do roast battles. I right. try to do them. I'm afraid people are going to really know how I feel. And if you know how I feel, you'll realize that I am really mean. Mean. I don't like a lot of people. Okay. So if I, I went to roast somebody once and I said some stuff and I was like, oh man, it hurt me because I was like, right. these people really heard who I am. Right, right, right. Because I know. But do you that, think that when you're saying what you're saying, it's coming from a genuine, I'm being a comedian or. Fuck comedy. This is how I feel. The unfortunate part for me is in my head, I'm afraid that they're going to figure out that's really how I feel. And it's not? It really is how I feel. Oh, okay. Well, then there uh, it is. But I don't want people to know that's how I feel. Right. Okay. Uh, so that, that's, that's my hardest part about roasting. But I'm not a roast comic. That, that, that's it anyway. But I, I don't know. I think it would be a really good battle between you two. Mm -hmm. I still give you the edge. Okay. But... I just know, I feel like he can, I've seen him cut people. You right. Even when you go after someone in the audience who's been, that you have like, like a pressure cooker that just leaves a little bit of that air come out so that mm -hmm. it doesn't have to explode. Right. You leave a little bit, just a little bit so that the person doesn't go home and kill themselves. I've seen Godfrey <laughs> set them up to go home and kill themselves. Well, I, I haven't seen too many clips, but I remember I saw this one clip of him at the cellar and some woman yelled out, about she had an objection to something he was saying and it felt like he stopped trying to be funny. Yeah. Like he got pissed yeah. and was letting her know, bitch, this is my show. You don't like it. Get the fuck out. And you can always tell when it's like, yeah, motherfuckers cutting you up, but they're being funny. This felt like he was really upset. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, you know, what's real funny though, too. And that's because he's, and, and you are too, but he's a real New York comic. He lives in right. New York. He's still, this is where he practices his right. craft at. You're in LA. Welcome to my dojo, niggas. But when we were in, uh, we're in right now in Pleasanton, you said something about comedy etiquette. And this girl looked at you and went, comedy etiquette? Comedy yeah. etiquette? <laughs> What's comedy etiquette? And she walked out and you were like, you, 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 right. you, you, I, I felt what you were feeling, you know? Right. And she really was like, there's no, like, how could there be such a thing? Right. When you were in New York. There is comedy etiquette. And the people who go to a comedy club know what the fuck that's about. Right. And so the difference is like you have to, they don't know what it's about on the West Coast. I don't right. think that they do. I think that they feel like they're part of the show too. And then they go in and they do what they do. Right. And you always have a way of being very, you, you're cutthroat, but you, you, you let them live. I've seen comics in New York just fucking ear rape people. Yeah, but sometimes I think some of those guys do that because they don't have the skill set. No, that's possible. To roast too. them. That's possible. And, too. and still be. Because I've had people tell me afterwards, yo, man, it was real professional yeah. how you handled yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a there's a mastery to being able to can cut a motherfucker without letting them know they're bleeding. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's true. <laughs> well, you saw uh, the movie uh, Heckler that uh, I did. I did not. Jamie Kennedy did. Oh, yes, 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 I did. 
Uh, there's thing where Arsenio Hall talks about where about like when he gets heckled and when he goes after someone, he goes, it's not about being funny anymore. He goes, I'll tell them their mom has cancer. Like he just, I, I want to hurt them. I want to take them out. I want to shut them down and I want them done. Well, listen, when you make a motherfucker want to hurt you physically, physically beat you up after show, you've done your job. Uh, and like I said, to this day, the coldest shit I ever heard, Joe Torrey. Nigga said, don't talk about my mama. She dead. I don't give a fuck. I dig the bitch up and talk shit to a corpse. Did the dude want to kick his ass? Nigga. <laughs> that's the nuclear button. I will dig the bitch up and talk shit to her corpse. Oh, wow. I don't think I could go. Well, I could if it warranted it. If it absolutely was like, you deserve this. But damn, dude. <sighs> <laughs> and Joe's a brolic nigga so he might handle himself but oof dude but you didn't you saw it recorded right you didn't you weren't actually there I heard about it I Joe Tory, his brother told yeah, okay. me I mean Guy Tory told, you about told me about it who's meaner Joe or Guy oh Joe Joe nigga I told you Joe and D.L. Hewley made me go to the dojo and tighten up my Improv, cut niggas up skills. It's from my boy Les CW, PCR. Um, hello, gentlemen. Leslie on the check-in. I listened to the Malice at the airport episode, and I feel bad for Andy because of the terrible experience he went through. When United canceled his flight, that's a shame. They broke the two wheels. I have never taken a plane before. I'm afraid of them. Andy, you are blessed to be alive. I would have never taken that car ride to Buffalo. LOL. LOL. That's scary shit. Thank God you made it to Buffalo. Aries gets a $10. Yeah, I know I fucked this up too when I heard it. Aries gets a $10 lot of money for saying Vernon Maxwell instead of Cedric. I, I, I realized that the moment I heard it, I was like, fucking Vernon Maxwell. You play with the Rockets. To say Cedric yeah, Maxwell. and I heard you say it. I went to say it, and I forgot. I forgot to get back to it. Right, my brother told me it was Cedric. His name is Ned. Uh, can you describe the plane taking off feeling? Like, how does it feel when the plane goes up? Peace to the diehard listeners. Peace to the brave artists sending in their music for us to enjoy or criticize. One last thing: that Dookie Nugget was nasty. <laughs> LMAO. Have a nice day, y'all. <laughs> it was nasty. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from yeah. that. That was nasty. Uh, on, on taking off and, and flying, just I, I want you. I want to hear what you have to say about the one, well, the takeoff and landing too. But most accidents it happen in, during takeoff and landing. landing. It's the first five minutes of the plane flight and the, and the last five, five minutes. minutes yeah. So. Um, you know, I was a big. I was. I, I st- still am uh, scared of flying. Uh, but got to do what you got to do. Got to pay the bills. Uh, got money to make, and who is to buy? Uh, well, plus the first time I had to get on a plane was to fly to L.A. So and I knew that that was part of my dream. So man, the fuck up. Uh, two scariest moments on a plane for me uh, flying to D.C. And uh, I think lightning hit the the the, the engine yeah. and there was a big boom and the stewardess was running. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, but, you know, all was blessed and ended well. And then the second time, which this was probably more even scarier, because this was shortly after 9-11, probably about a year later. Uh, the plane is landing, landing, landing. We feel the wheels touch the ground, and the plane goes right back up in the air. No explanation from the captain for 20 minutes. So imagine, boom, you hear the wheels touch ground, but you keep in rhythm, and you go right back up. And for 20 minutes, no explanation. And then what was the explanation? Uh, something where we had to keep circling around because something was going on on the ground. And they didn't want any planes on the ground at the time. That sounds like bullshit. Maybe. Um, the the I, I have more problems. Um, not necessarily. Well, I guess it just depends on the moment. I, I, I've had equally as many problems on the takeoff as I've had on the landing. Right. But crosswind is the thing that will fuck you up when, when the plane's shaking. When the well, when the wind's blowing across the the takeoff or the landing, especially on the landing, because you're coming in and, and they're fighting the wind. 
to get right. the wheels down right. And uh, just re- just on the flight that I had out here, you mm-hmm. heard the plane go because the oh, wind, screech to the yeah, side. Yeah, because it was put. He had to push it back over against the wind as it was come, when it came but, in. But but when the screech happened, the wheel was on the ground. Yeah, yeah I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, but it's still that that that's dangerous too, though, because it, I don't give a the, fuck if it does a three sixty, nigga. <laughs> if the wheels is on the ground, ground. we good, nigga. Uh, the scariest moment that I've ever had, though, um, we were flying and we were in a lot of we were in turbulence, and uh, then the turbulence kind of ended, and then there was we were flying, and I guess we caught a little bit more, and we had like a fifty to hundred foot drop, like a roller coaster. Like it just went boom, and you just felt like you're, st- and there was people that weren't buckled in at the time they were walking around right and they just they they hit the ceiling they hit the ceiling of the plane really and there was people knocked out and passed out and laying on the ground wow um and it it feels i mean i shouldn't say it feels like you hit something but it feels like uh it almost feels like you're in an accident because you know you just you feel the the boom and your stomach is up in your ears basically you know and then you look around and the people are crying and screaming and, and i think the crying and screaming Freaks you out even more, but my, but I got I, go ahead. But oh, I got one, I got one really good story uh, to tell about it. Was coming back from Toronto on a flight from Toronto back to New York, and the weather was so fucking bad on the plane. This motherfucker kept dipping, dropping, fucking tilting. We we didn't we really didn't think we were gonna make it. It, it was so bad they turned around and landed, and I rented a car and drove from Toronto to New York. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, this is just a funny story, and it's 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 in the landing. We're we're coming back, and uh, I'm flying the Phoenix uh, from New York, mm-hmm. and I started taking. I've been taking. I'll take an edible, mm-hmm. and just enough, five milligrams, ten milligrams, somewhere around there, just enough to make me relax and chill out. Mm-hmm. Maybe even fall asleep on the flight and get home. Not a lot, just a small, just a little dose. I like being aware. I mean, I don't like being out. Right. So, uh, I think I took like a ten. Maybe I took twenty that time. I don't know. But I'm, I'm we're we're coming in, and I I have I don't normally get a window seat, but I had a window seat on this one. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast before. I heard like a dog. I, think I heard a, like, like a dog going. Fuck, whose dog is on? You know, you kept waking me up. Whose dog is on this plane? And there's some turbulence. You know, we're bouncing a little bit. And looking around, kind of just can't. And finally, as we're coming in, you can feel the plane really going for this landing. We're bouncing, you know, but I, I don't think it's bad. And I look over, and the two ladies next to me who don't know each other are holding each other's hands. And that one lady. They were whimpering? Yes. Oh. And I started laughing because I realized I must be really high because I didn't feel like I was like, they're, they're freaking out. I must be, I'm so relaxed. <sighs> the plane finally comes to the landing. You know, boom, the wheels hit, and, and then there's a massive breakout of applause. And I'm like, I must have been fucked up because Damn. I could have given a fuck. Right, right, and, right. And these ladies are actually sitting there holding each other's hands, don't know each other, holding hands, crying. I was like, yeah, oh, man. It's, Damn. It's better traveling through THC. Tell me who your dealer is, nigga. <laughs> um, well, it's the state now. They're all making money. The, the, Frank Williams, Andy slash Andreas, my nigga. Yo, this one is custom cut for my guy, Andy. First up, uh, what's up, A&A? I really enjoyed myself at the Sunday night show at Schomburg Improv. And thanks for the tickets. I felt like Frank Lucas at the Joe Frazier fight. I love that. Did he wear a big mink? He might have. An American gangster. So I just heard Thursday, 82621 email episode. And you guys were discussing an email. A fan wrote in and said he would have. Is that it? Said. He said it would be very funny if you would have said, yeah, you know those niggas, LOL. Andreas, I completely understand your take and stance that on stance that on the N-word, it really bothers me how comedy is getting watered down to me because of the range. Some can go. Also, I, I remember us having a sidebar after the show and how you was telling me you stopped doing your joke about your friend Eric because of the George Floyd death. But after seeing you comfortably, your comfortability on being on stage and how you deliver jokes and your stage presence, you can get you can get away. You can get away it. And I approve of it. Um, This message has been brought to you by ten dollar. A lot of money. (laughs) Just not in regular conversation, LOL, but on the show. 
Aries had set you up on many occasions and instead putting it down with two hands, you just lay it off the glass and kept it moving, LOL. But I get it. How about this? Say things like ninja coon spook (laughs) of my favorite Mulian spelled it wrong, but you get what I'm saying. Yay he, yay he, Frankie G, and that's how I get pussy. That's a shirt. Um, Yeah, Frank, I understand what you were saying. Uh, Freeway could use some stoplights and traffic signs. (laughs) 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 But I get get what you're saying. Yeah. uh, No, I remember even talking to him about this. Yeah, you know, as I said to him, I stopped doing the joke, uh, the black church joke about my friend Eric who took me to his church. And the reason I did is because as we were coming out of COVID, I didn't want to put things out there that someone had to think about because I know that that does, regardless of whether the joke is funny or not, there's a moment where people have to think, do I want this dude saying that? And I didn't want that to happen at the show because we were just coming back from COVID and I wanted people to enjoy themselves and not question why they came out tonight or what I was doing. We're back at the point where I feel like it's time for me to put that back into my set list. And the only problem with it is, as you know, that's a complicated joke. It's like a 10-minute joke. Right. And uh, if I miss beats on it, it's not funny. Right. And so I need to get back that rhythm back to it. And uh, it's not there yet. So I need to bring that back. I, I just it's, – it's who I am. It's how I feel up on stage. Anything goes in, in, on, on the podcast. I really feel that it's a more personal level. It's not comedy. It's not in the dojo. Uh, whether we're being funny and we're comedians and people know that who tune in, it's not, it's not the dojo. Right. So this is, this is how I handle it. I handle it different. I talk about different things. I would never talk about stuff that I talk about here because I don't find them necessarily funny. So uh, it's just my stance. It's where, it's where I'll stay. Um, and as far as the, the T-shirts, maybe that is something we could drum up too. Uh, the Yehi Yehi. Yehi Yehi. And uh, I don't know about the That's How I Get Pussy. It might have to be a. It could be a cat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Then that's how I get. And then a, yeah, yeah cat, cat. Uh, instead of a That's How I Get in an actual vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that might be funny too to, to some people. Um, so appreciate it, brother. Uh, Shannon Moore, episode 287 question. Hey guys, is wearing a jersey with a player's name on it the same as wearing a $10 a lot of shirt on my podcast mask? I wear that shit all the time. Love you guys. Of course, it's not the same. It's much, much different. Women, you all can get away with anything uh, that we cannot. So go for it. No, but our shirts, see, the difference is our shirts are created around something that's funny. Right. Or us being funny. Or even a picture of a comic represents your taste in comedy. A jersey, I'm still sticking on this. I'm, and I know a lot of people don't agree with this. You, you're wearing a piece of athletic equipment that's made for an athlete. Yes. And then you're putting their name, then you're wearing that, which you are not one of. Right. And then you're putting their name on it, which means to me, if I could play, I'd be this guy. That's the best. That, that's or that guy's my hero. hero. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm kind right. of, you know, that's my hero. And if I could play, I'd be that guy. Right. You're not that guy. It's at, you're wasting athletic equipment. I don't wear, I don't wear shoulder pads to the fucking, to the game. <laughs> I've never worn a helmet to the game. Right. Now. Well, based on some of these fights that are going on, you might maybe win. some of you niggas may want a helmet. Yeah, or if you're a, a, a Oakland Raiders fan, uh, even though they're in Vegas now, you might you wear a helmet. Uh, right. I know, I know a lot of them do because they dress up as like they do the full dress up. Yes. So, I, but that that's my only thing with the jersey. I, it's a piece of athletic equipment. I'm not I'm not one of those players. Yeah. All right. Uh, B. Jackson, Beverly Hills Cop Four. Ha ha! I'm cracking up. Hey, y'all, I was cracking up when I saw this, and the first person that I thought of was Aries. This shit's got to stop. Eddie Murphy is literally one of my favorite actor comedians, but I'm totally not here for this. Literally in the middle of listening to episode 286 and had to press pause to send this. Anyway, let me know when you're coming back to Jersey. Go back to New York. Uh, Aries, all funny style now, LOL, just by ignoring my DMs. I'm sorry, baby. I'm not ignoring them. Just, brother, get caught up sometimes. That's all. Uh, so evidently, look, Beverly Hills Cop 4 set to film with Netflix soon. Sure. Listen, I'm all for it if they can pull it off. Um, the problem is it becomes hard to pull off that character because that character was a wisecracking, uh, street smart, slick, quick dude. And the older you get, it's hard to be that guy. 
especially when you got an African village of children and, you know, you're almost 70. Well, what if, what if the storyline flipped and now Eddie Murphy is, is uh, uh, the older, it's like the old cop. Teaching the young, young cop, cop, played by Aerie Spears, <laughs> who comes in to fucking do what he used to do. And he's the wise old Axel Foley teaching in the new Alex Foley. Yeah, that works. That that's the only way I think that there's something. Yes. There. And by the way, we're going to be in West Nyack, uh, which is <laughs> on <laughs> October eighth through the tenth, and that's as close as we are to uh, Jersey and uh, New York at this particular moment in time. Yes. Um, but thank you for that. We will be on it. Uh, Osiris Ruff, new amazing doc on HBO. Hey, what's up, guys? I want to make this email real quick. There's a documentary I want to recommend for you guys to watch because I would love you and Andy's commentary on this event. HBO put together an amazing documentary about Woodstock 99. As a black guy, I could give a fuck about Woodstock. Respect to the legends, though. But that's just not my thing. But in this doc, they talk about Woodstock 1999 and the epic disaster that was this event. I feel like this doc was made for you and Andy's commentary because it deals with so much and I feel like your commentary along alone on the white people they showcase in this doc would be worthy of an episode. You guys might remember when this happened, but it does a good job of taking you back to 1999 and showing just how different the world was during that time. Again, keep up the good work and so happy to see the growth. I've been a fan since the beginnings. Wherever there was just 10 episodes, whenever there was just 10 episodes. So to see you says... So to see you says, hang in there and continue producing content is dope. Osiris Ruff. Thank you, brother Ruff. You've been in it since the beginning. Uh, you know about this, Doc? Um, I heard about it. I haven't seen it. Uh, it would be good, though, if we did that and then also talked about Summer, Summer Soul. Because right. Summer Soul is outstanding. Right. And it, it's, it's unfortunate because it's such a, uh, a small cut into what they really had recorded at that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would, might be nice to put together. Okay. Um, Kyle Singer, Andy's Wheels. What is Spears and the Berg? Kyle Singer again. I pressed paused on the Malice in the Airport episode with a lot of curiosity. Yes, I properly put a space between a and lot. No $10 for me. You put a space between a and lot, which is a lot. Okay. It's correct. All right. Well, why you have me read it so I sound like a retarded nigga? <laughs> Anyways, I remember the old episodes when Andy was living in Phoenix and he would commute via car to L.A. to do the episodes. Then, a couple of years later, we found out he had a Porsche too. Now he's commuting via, via commuting again via car up to Buffalo. Now, I'm curious, what kind of car do you drive today, Andrew? As always, love y'all. I rock with y'all heavy. Peace, brothers. Kyle. Dude, the the weakest car imaginable. What you got? It's called, it's it's a Ford C-Max. And I bought it when I was living in Phoenix so that when I would drive out to your place or drive out to, to California, mm-hmm. it, it was supposed to get, it gets good gas mileage, gets good gas mileage in the city, but it's, it's a hybrid car. So that's so what you bought a car for homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and but we're tr- uh, we're getting rid of it, uh, right. but it, it did its job. It, it did what it, it did for me. And it, it, the back, you could put the, the back down. I could sleep in it if I wanted to when I was on the road. So uh, yeah, it worked. But it definitely there's no there was no sexy to it. That's for sure. <sighs> those days are gone. Yeah, I was just about to say your days are over, nigga. Yeah, those days. All are gone. video games come to an end. GTAA, dude. I got I got the right girl. I got the right place. I, I, and you don't, when you got the right girl in the right place, I guess I don't need the right car anymore. That, the car was to get a girl to, to get over to the right girl. Say that last line again. When you got the right what? The right car, yeah. the right place, the right pussy. No, the but, way you said it. The, I don't just, even remember how I said it. You just said it eight seconds ago, I nigga. Know, but I was. When you got the right car, the right woman, you don't need the, you don't need it. Jesus Christ, boy, this boy. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you fucked it all up. I fucked Okay. You just said something sweet. You just were like, when you got the right car and the right woman, you don't need anything else. You don't. All right. And you couldn't remember that? You no. just said it. It was just because it was off the top. 
<laughs> if this if this nigga had to have the lock combination to my life, I'm a dead motherfucker. Dude, I have to change my passwords all the time. Don't remember. Oh, Shanika Morton versus Hey Aries and Andy, it's Shanika. First, let me thank you both on the advice that you gave my son last week on the podcast to continue to pursue his dream and comedy as well. We both appreciate it. Uh, well, then, Shanika, uh, since I'm doing things for your son, your son needs to have his mama do things for daddy. And if you don't know who daddy is, check in with Shamal Emery. You want me to tell this bitch who you are, big daddy? All right. And what she owe you, big daddy? All right. Um, I got my first $10 a lot of due to me sending the email from my cell phone. So I do apologize for the grammatical errors. Uh, Aries, have you heard that Damon Wayans is asking to do a comedy versus with Dave Chappelle? That would be dope. What would also be dope is if yourself and Godfrey would do one. Is that something that you would consider? I hope so. We need this one. I think the listeners, fans, Andy would agree. Uh, I think the listeners, fans, and Andy would agree. So if the people are listening, let's make this happen and tag Tim Swizz on this request, y'all. Also, there is an online petition for you to do the Red Fox bio. We get it. We're going to make this happen, y'all. This movie is needed, and no one will give it justice like Aries. Oh, I'm almost about to cry. To all of the folks listening, go to change.org and type in, type it in and sign, if you will. What better way to show your support since we all agree that Aries does not get the love and credit that he so deserves in this industry? P.S. I hope you get a chance to check out my cousin's restaurant at Corona Cali. Love you guys. Uh, thank you for that, sugar. I doubt anything will come of that. Uh, but thank you for the idea and the, and the effort. Uh, we could check out the restaurant when we're in Brea. Yeah, we could do there. that. Yeah, I think we could do that. Um, but just on a serious note, sweetie, I really hope your son uh, does well. And uh, if he blows up, you got to come knock on my door and get give me what's owed to me. Um, you said come knock on my door. We, I know the, the doom, doom, last doom, 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 We didn't do that. Come on, knock on our door. Was that in there? No, that went in. Dun, 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 dun. You owe every pussy to do, 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 do. Now I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, damn, nigga, you get an idea and forget it before it becomes an idea. Yeah. Seriously, Jesus. Well, what? what uh, I want to remember what she said. I already raced the motherfucker. Yeah, I know. It's all right. It wasn't that important. All right. I wish uh, niggas who commit crimes, victims, had your memory. <laughs> Ma'am, point them out in the lineup. You, it was the, the, that nigga. I don't know. See, if I ever saw something that I wasn't yeah. supposed to see, no one would have to worry about shooting me. Because you forget it. <laughs> I forgot. And if they shot you, you'd forget who shot, shot you. you. Right. Yeah. Miles Wardlaw. <clears throat> Chicago Comedy Show Blast. Hey, ANA, we just came back from the comedy show you guys had in Schaumburg. We came to the last show you had on Sunday. It was great. Me and my girlfriend went also, me and me and my girlfriend went also brought my sister. Asian. Me and my girlfriend went also brought my sister and her boyfriend too. So much better. Cleans it up. <laughs> uh the entire show was funny. I lost my voice by the end of the night. I was laughing so hard. And your set was so funny, LOL. You did a great job on stage. I love the joke about the lady not turning the phone off at the beginning. Also, Andy, all the jokes about your family were funny as hell. Again, great set, Andy. Aries, you were great. Your, your set was insane. We laughed so hard. Aries, your crowd work was amazing. The dude from Barbados that didn't live with his girl and was fucking the landlord was funny as fuck. Also, one of my favorite parts was when you made fun of the waiter for looking like he belonged in a boy band. Every time you would sing a different song when he, when he walked past, we died laughing. Ayers and Andy, you are very humble. Thank you for the, for the fist bump. Uh, what if I had a slip of the tongue? And when he said, I said, he said, thank you for the fist fuck. Talk <laughs> 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 about getting to know Excuse your me? fans, nigga. Uh, Aries, after the show and noticing my $10 shirt, I heard someone say I thought it was a fan, and I turned around, and it was Aries. LOL, that was really cool. 
Thank you for taking a picture with me and my girlfriend after the show. Made our night. Andy, thank you for being cool. My sister bought a T-shirt from you to support your son's college fund. Fun, duh. Not college fun. It might be to support his college fund, though. All right. I only had one thing you should add to the end of the show. You should shout out your podcast because most of your fans don't know you have one. Sadly, the second thing is the $10 T-shirts to get more listeners to this great podcast and sell more podcast T-shirts as well. Great show, A&A, peace, $10, a lot of money for life, LOL. <laughs> I will be back at another show in Chicago. Uh, you got it, baby. Appreciate you. Miles well, that's Wardlow. very nice. Yeah. Well, he was cool when he came up. Yeah, yeah. He came up with his girl, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember what I wanted to say on the other one, though, though too. Mm-hmm. Dude, you, you get to get you to do the the biopic for... Uh, Red Fox. It'd be amazing, because I'm not even lying. <laughs> yeah. When you get a, when you're done sitting here after doing this podcast, you're gonna walk to the door and you're gonna look exactly you're right. like Red Fox. You're right. You are moving like yes, Red Fox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. You are you know serious. You know he, he played an older age. He, he how right. old was he when he was on uh, Sanford and Son? Oh shit, I don't know. I don't think he was over, much over sixty though. Might have been. Might have been, but he really hammed that up. I mean, you're yeah. already, you already have a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and you have that. You already played one. You already played him once for 38 seconds. Yeah, that was 38 pounds ago. Uh, so yeah, if I if, if I had to play a young red, I gotta get to it, Daddy. Uh, you do a great job though. Your red uh, fox is funny too. Uh, yeah. See, no one does red fox because no one knows that this generation. They just, they just don't know, Andy. They just don't know. I'm um, fucking. All right. Uh, JV Hunt, Spearsburg Pod email number eight, DIY comedy special. What up, ANA? I agree with Adrian from Germany on EP 283, and I even recommended something similar a while back that Aries should do a do it yourself comedy special. I saw another comedian, Kev, on stage do this over the pandemic, and I went to the virtual show. And you can do this too. Sell tickets on Eventbrite, etc. Day of the show. Email a private YouTube link to the ticket holders, and you perform live on that YouTube link from a venue to your virtual audience. Uh, and Andy could even open for you, which will give him exposure as well. At the end of the show, you can have a Q and A with the virtual audience, where you answer questions from the from the live chat. This show will be recorded, and you can sell it as a downloadable on your website, and boom, special. It may cost a few thousand dollars for a nice cameraman and venue with a stage, and I'm confident you guys will sell hella tickets with your following because you can promote the virtual comedy special taping on the podcast. Include a link in the description, your social media with a link in bio, TV interviews, etc. Hope that made sense, but I hope you realize that Aries, you don't necessarily need Hollywood to give you an opportunity when you have fans ready to support and by the way, you guys always talk about your female, your, you guys always, and by the way, you guys always talk about your favorite male comedians, but who are your favorite female comedians, Josie? No one. No. That's not true. No, 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 I'm busting balls. Um, I'm not going to say busting balls because that's for men. I'm peeling back pussy lips. Bumping clits? I'm bumping clits. Um, I can't do the virtual thing, baby. I, I, that's that. That's against comedy code law in the comedy manual, page fifty-eight. Um, I know Louis C.K. did some did something where he shot his own special, and I forget the thing that he used to sell it. I would do that, but yeah. I'd need that audience. That to me, the stage and audience go together like uh, uh, what was a woman's. Varian tubes, Olympian tubes, some tubes, like a woman's <laughs> ovaries and her eggs or some shit. Um, oh, oh, I know. What you're t- ovarian I, tubes yeah, and, ovarian. and yeah. whatever the structure of a woman's body, this shit happens. It has to, I know that could have been a much better metaphor, but milk and cookies would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spazzing out, nigga. This pizza we ate got me drifting. Um, I, you can't, to me, you can't do a show without a real audience. I think that's the corniest shit ever. Uh, but I understand what you're saying as far as uh, 
finding another road to get to the destination. Um, so I'm, I'm game for that. I'm just, I just, you know, listen, I'm really baby crawling my way to my next special. Cause I want to make sure that it's the Testament. Uh, I want to make sure that it is the book of Eli. Uh, this is going to be the one, um, as far as my favorite female comedians. Oh my God. I, I, I think I always said I'm a fan of Sherry Shepard. Um, I like, uh, what's my girl's name? Fuck. Rough raw bitch. Oh my God. Why am I forgetting her? Kathleen Madigan? No, no, the black chick. Real skinny. She looks like the female of Miles Davis. Uh, who's, God, oh, why? She has that joke where she goes, uh, men want to know what they could eat to help get their dick hard. I said, I say, fellas, there's things you could eat to help get your dick hard. <laughs> And men go, men go, what? Pussy. <laughs> you know her name? Melanie Camacho. Who's the who's the one that you've been talking to on Instagram or hit you up on Instagram a few times? Amanda Seals. She's I've funny. I've never seen Amanda she Seals. She's funny, dude. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen her. Beautiful. And funny. Beautiful. Uh, that's an interesting one. Like, you talk about, because sometimes it's harder for, for female comics who are really beautiful. A la Sarah Silverman. A la... Whitney Cummings, a la in the very early stages of her career, Amy Schumer. Uh, uh, now Amy Schumer looks like she dates Kermit. Uh, and yes, I took a dig, nigga, because me and that bitch don't like each other. <laughs> so I saw your face. Uh, I, I don't care. Aisha Tyler is gorgeous uh, and funny. And she was, she's a, and she's a good actor. Yeah. Except for the last thing we saw her in. Right. Uh, and 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 Amanda Seals, uh, very good looking and funny. My my uh, female comedians are kind of like my movie taste, right? All over the place. Yeah, I, I know. I like Paula Poundstone. Ugh. I like. Sarah I, let me not say because it's subjective. Not my cup of tea. That's Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman. I love Sarah Silverman. Amanda Seals. I saw. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of her because I've only seen the one special that she did. Uh, but I thought she was really really funny. Um. There's this, uh, Sanjay. Is it Sanjay? She's Indian. No, uh, it's got to no, be. No, she's Sanjay. No, no, Sanjay. Samjay. Samjay. It's Sanjay. Oh, Samjay. 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 She's this lesbian comedian out of oh, New York. Oh, lesbian Indian comedian named Sanjay. No, no, Samjay. Samjay. Not Sanjay. Sanjay. Eat it pussy. She smells like sandpaper. All right, go ahead. She is fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Samjay. She's white. No, she's black. Really? Yeah. She is fucking funny. Her perspective, like her perspective on being a lesbian, mm-hmm. and it's not all that she talks about, but it's, I mean, it's obviously part of her, who she is. So she's going to mm-hmm. talk about it. But if you're a dude, uh, you can relate to everything the way she's talking about really? it. Really? It's not out of your element at all. Mm-hmm. I think you would actually find her really funny. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody who else is on that list. I mean, I, there's other comments female comics that I like, but those are the ones that just came to the top of my head right now. Okay. But Paula Poundstone's always been someone I thought was funny, dude. You weird. Fuck you. She is, but she is a weirdo. You have to like weird comedy. All right. All right. Santana. What up, A&A? My name is Louis, or you can call me Animal. I'm a first-time emailer that's PR, Puerto Rican. Uh, I was teased, but they thought I was white, but I'm Puerto Rican Boricua. Uh, that lived in the projects in Brooklyn, New York, poor, but I'm good now. I got a house in PA. What a different, better life. Anyway, I've watched all of your podcasts since the first one, so I know the callback jokes. And see, folks, that's what's important. You go from the beginning so you contextually understand the book to which you are reading. It's literature. I added words that I didn't need to, but it made me sound smarter, didn't it? All right. Dude, before we... No, I want you to finish this. I want to say something. Mm, I think you are one of my top stand-up comedians, Aries Spears, but not when you... uh, But not when you was a kid, but when you are grown. I knew you since Mad TV. I know you did Deaf Comedy Jam, but I was late to that party. But since I've been listening to your... Since I've been listening 
to your religiously and even repeat listening to your religiously, well, then here's a callback, yo, love. $10, a lot of money. <laughs> and even repeat a lot of episodes when I'm waiting for the new ones. I'm a proud pothead, so I enjoy your sober and high. I enjoy your sober and high. I take it you are not sober and you are high now when you are writing this. Random, but I hate Trump and I love Obama, so I'm on your side. Every time, but we need more non-white presidents. Andy, sorry, I don't know your comedy that much, but it's okay. You grew on me too. Like everyone else, a little slow, but it's okay. Coming to America sucks. Part one is way better. Your was right. What is this a Puerto Rican thing? Uh, where you add yours to unnecessarily. Uh, I wish I could do a good Puerto Rican. Jewel do the baseball and the Yankees, but your better Jordan was right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aries, you got super talent. You are like that cool friend that makes me laugh a lot. I wish Conan wasn't being a phony and let you on because I'm a fan of Conan and I don't like how his so-called people treating you, but yet have your video with Conan on his YouTube of Team Coco. That's crazy two-faced. But anyway, question. Sirs, the first of many, I hope um, how you liked the sitcom Married with Children. God, I feel like when I'm reading some of these, it's my job to stamp them U.S. citizens after I've read their whole (laughs) (laughs) I think that show was uncut cocaine for a show on a channel that halves the FCC messing up everything as opposed to that have the FC. Yeah, this is written Spanish, nigga. Uh, the cocaine for your show on our channel. The has the SSC. The message SSC. I hope to hear from your, again, I hope to hear from your I'm listening every time. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm just putting a yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. on yous. Okay. To hear from your I listening every time. My first of many questions. Thank, thank you. Have a good life and reach for those motherfucking stars. This podcast is better and real than all those funnies podcasts like Yo Rogan and Conor Orion. It, it, she would have. It would have been uh, much faster. Like yeah, it would have been much faster. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know where to start. But remember, you had something you were gonna say, and you said, "Kept reading." Yeah, I forgot. You, of course, you <laughs> through did. that, through that, <laughs> right? Through that, right? <laughs> How dare I keep you on hold <laughs> that long? Through Your th- thoughts hang up quick. Through, through that, I don't know. I keep watching. The, we have a. We're, we're in my room. We're watching this, and I, I did notice though. And this has nothing to do with what you just read, but really, what they wrote had nothing to do with what they wrote. Uh, <laughs> It was someone on TV. I saw something on the, right, dude. Louis, Louis, Louis Guzman. Louis Guzman, luckiest or the best or just the right dude at the right time. Right, all of it. He, right dude, right time. He's very good. Yeah, um, and he goes, he go, he'll go above and beyond. Like right now, he's wearing right. a see through shirt. He's he not plays a gay dude. Yes, yeah, and with, yeah. the be- with his belly out. Right, he, he he doesn't he doesn't stop. He'll go all all the way. Let me tell you something. Hollywood has a thing for unique looking creatures. <laughs> and Louis Guzman, John C. Riley, and even Sam Jackson are unique looking creatures. They're not debonair handsome. And you don't want to say they're ugly, but them is some interesting specimens, nigga. Dude, if you look at Riley on uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah. And then. And take him from that moment in time and go, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big actor. Right. No, right. no one said that. Right. But he, like Louise, and like Sam, who's the bigger star Start, of the three, yeah. is in everything. John C. Riley, unique. John C. Riley, Sam Jackson, and Louise Guzman don't stop working. 
Them niggas is in everything. <laughs> and Sam is the leader of the pack. But I'm telling you, Hollywood, everybody knows beauty and look is a part of Hollywood. If, if you a pretty motherfucker, a la Brad Pitt and Thelma and Luis, yeah. you are A-list leading man. George Clooney, Denzel, or you got to be a specimen to the visual eye. John Leguizamo. He has a but look. John's a good-looking dude, has a look, though. though. But he has a look. He has a look, but he's still good-looking, though. This dude right here. What's his name again? Oh, that's uh, Nick Turturro's brother, brother, John. Yeah. Works he, all the time. All the time. Has a look. Now you're looking at someone who doesn't have a look. Right. But he was funny. But when you, when you look like a creature, nigga, Hollywood likes you. And you know, let's be real. Hollywood's controlled by white folks. There's something about creatures that white people adore. <laughs> because to them, to y'all, they're like these wild, untamable pets. And they go, look what I got. Look at this atrocious, horrendous looking nigga. <laughs> I own him. I feed him. That's exotic to y'all. Like bulldogs. Like bulldogs, nigga. Luis Guzman is, the, is a creature. <laughs> I'm sorry I got us off the track, but uh, but yeah, it's, he's just looking at me, and I was like, dude, this dude. They pull man. them niggas out at parties. <laughs> they go, look at, have you heard about Clarissa's new creature? Clarissa, I heard you got a new creature. Bring him out during the guacamole and the cheese part of the party. Guys, who wants to see my new creature? And they bring them niggas out. Look at this. What do you call him? This is a John C. Riley. <laughs> This is a Luis Guzman. What is it? I know. <laughs> My people, you love them shits. Oh, that had Paul Mooney written all over it. White people love those goddamn creatures. You love them. You pull them out of the basement, <laughs> out of your baskets, out of your closets, out of hiding, and you introduce these creatures to your white friends at parties. Look at this exotic. I don't know what this nigga is, but he's a creature. <laughs> You've tamed a creature, nigga. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, the beauty of a podcast. That's funny. Uh, what time is it? Okay, for, time. we got one more. Yeah, and then E Ali. Because we got to go clean up and get ready for our last show. Last show Sunday in Pleasanton in the Bay, nigga. The Bay. Um, etiquette, comedy etiquette. Come with that. What that is. <laughs> Uh, June Bug Spade. June Bug Spade. I tell you what, kids, it was a hot June afternoon. We just left the hospital. My baby told me who raped her. Daddy, it was June Bug Spade. I hounded up the boys. We got the guns and the pitchforks and the hound dog. All right, fellas. Let's go get that nigga June Bugs Bay for raping my baby. We were hot on his trail, and it was hard for us. We got close a couple times, but you know them goddamn niggers. They're fast as bullets. Next thing we know, just as we start to get him, he makes his move towards the woods, and out comes Rand Foots. And Rand Foots waved him on in and said, Hi, June Bug. Get up in here, boy. I'll hide you. And Junebug disappeared in them goddamn forest with Ranfoots never to be seen again. And that was who raped my baby. All right, Aries. Let's see if my fourth email will get through. I've heard my name brought up a couple times and responded, but you didn't get to it. Anyways, did you see the absolute slaughter that the locks gave Dipset? That shit was a clinic on true craftsmanship and hip hop. This is proof that no matter what, it will always come back to the essence of hip hop. This new generation can never put on a show like that in order to command and control a crowd. You need to have a strong stage presence and skills to go along with it. How can you entertain an audience when you're mumbling through auto tune and nobody knows what the hell you're saying? Jada primarily ran the show. 
No, the locks has never been top sellers or mainstream household names, but they proved you don't need that in order to be considered one of, if not the best hip hop groups in history. Dipset looked uninterested and seemed to only be there because they got paid going. Well, nigga, no, they wanted to win. Uh, Let me say that. And I'll continue reading. Uh, They just ran up against a juggernaut name. Going into the battle, many felt dipset would smoke the locks. But if you're a true hip hop fan, you know what the locks had waiting for them. Decades of classics, collaborations with legends like Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Big Pun, Lil' Kim, Mace, Black Rob, Diddy, the list goes on. I asked this question in the barbershop the other day. Other than Kedrick and J. Cole, what artists from this generation could put on a show like this 20 years after they've been in the game? New cats always thinking us old heads are hating. No, we just stating the facts and speaking on what we see because of the lack of creativity and skill that are presented in today's hip-hop. Everyone doesn't have to be super lyrical, but at least show that you care about what you're doing. Put effort and thought into your songs. Anyone can get on the mic and mumble for three minutes, but a true MC makes sure he cares about what he presents to the world. Sorry for the long email. Just had to get that off my chest and find out what you thought about it. Yeah, uh, I think we spoke on this or I spoke on it a little bit last week. Uh, in last week's episode or this Wednesday is a fucking one of those. One of those. Um, yeah, man, Jade is the truth, man. He, I, to me, he's in my top five greatest MCs of all time. Uh, and it's good to see it. But more importantly, like you say, I hope it'll come back around to what real music should be about. Because as a hip hop fan, even though I'm 46 and I really need to probably retire because uh, rap is a young man's game. Um but it's just good to see motherfuckers who know what they're doing do it and get the credit that they that they deserve. Uh, so, yeah, man, that shit was fire. You know, that one line where Jada said, uh, y'all dick, you dick, he pussy, y'all neighbors was 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 brilliant. Uh, but that's Jada, baby. Uh, Andy won't have much for this because he I, I just I just. I'm probably wrong. I just think there's a difference between. Not all rap is hip hop. Yeah, that's that's my my only comment. There's people who rap, yeah, but they ain't part of that hip hop culture, right? That, they may be part of the culture, but then that their that rap music isn't part of hip hop culture. Yes, yes. All right, kitties, there it be. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Spearsburg Pod Instagram, Spearsburg Pod Patreon, Spearsburg Pod YouTube, Spearsburg Pod Instagram. For the t-shirts, $10, a lot of money to support. Uh, incidentally, to the one fan, I hope you checked it out, uh, who wrote to me in DM and told me she heard the episode of, uh, 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 fuck, the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing we did. Is the, 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 the what was it? The, the Oh, fuck, the Schwarzenegger episode where I came all over everybody in the oh, cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the victimizer. I told her there was a cartoon to that, and I made sure Anthony put it up on our Patreon. So hopefully if you check that out, sweetheart, she said that episode, hearing it killed her. I said, well, baby, you need to see the cartoon. The cartoons. Because the cartoon is really. But we're in that, that, that space that we don't know if we can put something up and it was going to stay up or it was going to well, get Well, on Patreon, to- we could. Yeah, but I'm just saying, we've right. had these things. Yeah. But we, we're in that kind of gray area where today, that you get might- in trouble for shit like that. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to sell you the coke, but you got to meet us around the corner. In the alley, away from the police station, and I'm gonna have on a black trench coat and a belt with cocaine on it and nothing else. And you show up, you give me the money, I'll slide open my trench coat. You put your hand in there. If you feel dick, move two spaces to your left, and that's when you'll feel the bag of cocaine. All right. Um, and if you listen to the podcast for the first time. Please go back to the beginning. Go in episode one. Go in order. It matters contextually for callbacks and jokes that you will crack you up when you hear later, as opposed to if you listen out of order. You won't know what the fuck Junebug Spade. That nigga rape me, daddy. You won't know what that's really about. All right. Our dates in September are Raleigh Improv. That's actually in Cary, not Raleigh, but it is the Raleigh Improv. And that's going to be the first week of September, the second through the fifth. Then we'll be in Hartford, uh, Funny Bone, the 10th through the 12th. 
We'll be back in California on the 17th and 19th at Brea Improv. And then finishing out the month, our last date of September will be Helium, Indianapolis, where we'll be there the 23rd to the 26th. Coming up, this is Chris Welch's. The song is called I Hate Being Sober. Um, His socials, Chris Welch's, C-H-R-I-S, W-E-L-C-H-S underscore T-H-A-T-M-I-X-X-Y-N-I-G-G-A. Twitter, Chris Welch's, C-H-R-I-S-W-E-L-C-H-S. The song, again, is called I Hate Being Sober. Time to be passing with you hits Keep thinking I won't take flight Hall of Fame or nothing less Test the verdict, who the Jets On the road to success You gon' pay it how you make it Nothing more, nothing less Guess I'm blessed A little drinky drink to show you that I'm vexed Just do shit like who Nike Might as well run a check It go no money, more problems Can't even skip the stress Too many crabs in the barrel Won't be able to tell you next Who lurking, who a threat Niggas plotting on your flex That's why you keep a circle tight As if we talking cigarettes I want the Spotlight like them photos that you take on living yet. Let me catch this moment of clarity while I sit for all the stress. Ah, I, I said I hate being sober. Still drinking and smoking till it's over. Fuck out my face when I'm sober. Cause being regular may kill my composure. Is it the drinker or the stoner? All I know, I really hate being sober. Is it the drinker or the stoner? All I know, I really hate being sober Sniff smacked, fucked up, but it's only 12.33 Word to me, about to be on the same type of energy Gotta work, after work, understand the technicality Pulled up, dreading me, what's the word I heard she asking me Then actually, these bows will start chat Who the faculty, with blasphemy Niggas pressed on the kill, need the casualty That makes he nigga back, tell you me Never asking me, your people's trying to get lit Hit the line, then you asking me They said the handy gone, who killed the bottles What you asking? Me, but really, though, complacency can turn in the attribute. I ain't got no money. And that's how I get pussy. <laughs> <laughs>